the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. Look in the eyes to see. Look in me straight to leave. You give me all I need. So give me courage to believe. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still sleep are Now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails. Vanessa Russell. And thanks, Dave, and welcome to another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. I'm Benita Hopkins, and we have on the line our host, Vanessa Russell, who is on her journey, on her way in. Hey, Vanessa. Hi there. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. And we're really excited today to have a very passionate youth worker and spiritual director with us today in Archie Onrado. Did I say that right, Archie? Yes. Uh, there's no right way of saying it. So <laughs> any way you can say it, it's the right way. <laughs> Archie, welcome to Abolition Radio. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. No problem. We, we are so honored that you were able to be here. Archie, for our listening audience, is a youth worker, a spiritual director, a prayer retreat guide, and worship leader. And he has uh, served with YWAM, Youth with a Mission, since 1984 in the Philippines, in Europe, and right here in Los Angeles, in California. His ministry is teaching soul care, and we're going to talk about that today and the practices of it. And he teaches that to several uh, parachurch organizations like ourselves, uh, Love Never Fails. So um, we would love to know more, Archie, about your soul care and what it is that you teach. But I would like to say a big shout out to your wife, Tamara, and Reese and the little one. Right. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, tell us, first of all, let's start with where was the beginning for you with um, youth work and, and spiritual directing I, uh, and prayer? Yeah, in uh, the Philippines where I grew up, my grandma was um, more or less um, a church planter, if you will. Um, um, I, I went to Catholic school um, early on in my grade school, mm-hmm. Philippines being Catholic. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the U.S. came and become part of the colony, um, 
evangelical Protestant came, and my grandma was part of uh, the, the first convert. And so, yeah, that's where it started, you know, um, Sunday school at my evangelical Protestant church, and then during the week, I go to Catholic school. So right there is my early formational year of being ecumenical, yes. <laughs> right there. <laughs> wow. So that church planting was in your destiny, right? Yeah. And... um I remember on Christmas, uh, we had missionaries from New Tribes Mission coming and showing uh, a film, 35-millimeter uh, film of what he does. And uh, and this opened the window for me for mm. this adventure, for this another world that, you know, that I, I'd never seen before. And I think that planted a seed in me, mm. kind of like when William Carey, the founder of Modern mm-hmm. Mission mm-hmm. was following the exploits of Thomas Cook, opened the, the world for him, too, to be a missionary. Wow. And you realized there was more than just the Philippines, right? Yes, I, I realized, you know, and uh, my uncles were all hippies as well, you know, <laughs> and so <laughs> and so uh, we are very much um, acculturated with the American culture, too, being uh, a colony and a, a former colony, so... We know a lot about America. <laughs> wow. So at that time, though, with your grandma and that your grandmother's influence, you were in the Philippines, though, correct? Yes, I was in the Philippines. My grandma will go to a latest Bible study and I will be in tow. So <laughs> that was my early formative years. <laughs> like many of us, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. That is so interesting. And so when did you come to the States? I came to Los Angeles in 1990. Okay. Uh, uh, through uh, Scandinavia, uh, in Denmark in particular, I was uh, married there. Okay. And um, I, I read the book, say, Taking Our Cities for God, and mm. it talked about Los Angeles, a multicultural city, the biggest mm-hmm. Mexican capital outside of Mexico, the big, biggest Korean capital outside of Korea, the right. biggest Filipino capital outside of Philippines. And I felt like, go there and work with different um, groups in Los Angeles as, as a youth worker missionary. Wow. So YWAM for you, Youth with a Mission for you, is the flip side of what we normally experience with our own youth here, U.S. youth, joining YWAM and they going serving elsewhere. You were in the Philippines and came here to serve. Yes, and I, I would often say and I give, want to give a shout out to the American missionary uh, enterprise churches, how they bless our country. And now in my generation, we were blessed to be a blessing. So mm. it's almost like a, a reverse mission. Wow. So we came over to America and, you know, uh, to be a blessing to the country that blessed us. Right, right. I hear Rhett, I hear Rhett. He's <laughs> joining in the conversation and agreeing with you. Yeah. Well, you know... It's so interesting. Um, we, as a leadership of Love Never Fails, um, recently recently um, have had our recent uh, leadership meeting, and prayer is always a central focus for us as a ministry, period. But we have really been looking lately deeper into prayer and um, self-care and things of that nature. And um, I think it's so timely that you mentioned something about one of your initiatives uh, taken on the city or something like that, correct? Yeah. 
fantastic. Yeah. And um, yeah, soul care is so important for activists. I would often say, you know, um, because y- you can't you can't just be a contemplative and not be an activist, and you cannot just be an activist and not be a contemplative. Interesting, interesting, interesting concept. You know, um, I know in my own uh, private prayer time, um, mm, over a year now, um, with the help of some my accountability partner, I have been really focusing on the contemplative. And, you know, for some, for many, at least in my upbringing, that is a foreign concept. You know, we are, we are so um, used to going before the Father with our wants and our needs and not uh, waiting to listen or taking yeah. the time to yeah. listen before him. And um, it has really enriched my walk with him um, yeah. over the last couple of years. And so I, I really would like to um, for you to explain that. Many, maybe many in our listening audience do not understand what you mean by um, contemplative way right. of prayer. Yeah. Um, the The spiritual life is very dynamic it is both uh, it, it oscillates between the contemplative and the active speaking and listening you know quiet and you know and receiving and um and so if the soul is not being active on the contemplative polar pole a bit and it will it, it, it will look for something mm. it, it will be listless it will be you know, almost uh, longing, because part of the tradition in the American evangelical Protestant is mostly doing. Mm. You know, and so the way we were taught in our devotion is almost like the Industrial Revolution, you know, that at the end of the conveyor belt is a finished product, Mm. you know. And so when we have our devotion, we always expect at the end of our time that there is something, you know, that the Lord will tell us. Mm Mm-hmm. And and the contemplative aspect is just to be, just mm. like Mary, mm. just listening. Wow. And so the important thing to understand is our spiritual life is both a Mary and a Martha. Yes. The active, the doing, and also the contemplative and the being. So don't get, just don't be stereotyped. Don't stereotype yourself as just, I'm just a doer. I'm just a Martha hmm. because we are both a Martha and a Mary. So we can have a Martha hand with a Mary heart hmm. or a Mary heart with a Martha hand. That's really, really good. We're going to pick up right here when we come back after this break. And um, we're going to talk about what, what it looks like to be a Mary in a Martha world, really. And yes. we'll pick up from there right when we come back another segment of Abolition Radio. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight. 
Against Human Trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Magic! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From muffled to magic. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, we've been uh, just really um, pulling apart some interesting topics here in terms of how do we, how are we, uh, how can we be both Mary and Martha? And as you said, Benita, in in a Martha world. Mm. And... Um, and just for those that are just tuning in now, we're in with Archie Honrado, uh, and uh, he is a youth worker, spiritual director, prayer retreat guide, and worship leader, and has worked with a variety of organizations in the in the with the focus of missions and soul care, and um, and so uh, you know. I'd love that question. Um, and I was sharing with Benita during the break that I have, um, I'm actually in the process of writing my autobiography. Um, and it's springing from the message that I shared at the Silicon Valley prayer breakfast, which is the joy of being and not doing. Mm-hmm. And um, when I think about that joy that I've come to find only by the grace of God, um, I realized that I was under such a heavy burden my entire life to earn worth where I could not, uh, I could not, I could never earn the worth that I possess. Right. And so in this Martha capitalism uh, world where everything is about what car you drive and how much money you make and, you know, all of your success is, is, um, is uh, even in in terms of works, mm-hmm. spiritual works. Mm-hmm. You know, did you do all your devotionals today, and did mm-hmm. you pray mm-hmm. five times, and did you did you go to church on Sunday and on Wednesday, and on the mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, that's all good and well, but did you spend any time at his feet? You know, did mm-hmm. do you know him? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Did do you receive his love? Right. Do you did did he. Does he? Do you spend time with him and just be? Yep. Right. And so, is that kind of where you're going with it, Archie? Absolutely, absolutely. And what I would add to that is um, the uh, industrial revolution taught us a lot of great things, but we we use that in 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 our spiritual life, you know. Mm. And uh, and so even the way we pray, most of our prayer are doing prayers. I call that doing prayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, a big, there's a big word to it. It's called that catapatic prayer. Mm. But we're not going to go into it. <laughs> Basically, it's a lot of prayers that are uh, using a lot of images, a lot of words, feelings, you know, rational. And in, a, in our physical brain, I spoke to a neuroscientist about this. Our physical brain, whether you're a left or a right brain, all throughout the day, you can more or less overtax your brain. You cannot totally, absolutely overtax your brain, but on the course of the day. So in other words, if you're a left brain person and then you want to pray, then you have the tendency to use the same left brain. Mm. And then you're discouraged to pray because my brain is fried. Mm. And so, so the being prayer taps into that faculty of our, the part of the brain that is more relational, more mm-hmm. of the Mary mm. type of prayer. And so uh, even, that's what I mean, even in neuroscientifically, in the brain, you know, taps into a, a different part that goes into that Mary mode of just being. And yes. this is like, 
I also call it the mystic prayer mm. because you know you just you don't use words, you don't use images, you're just being loved by God. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So tell me, um, you know, so I know some of my listeners, especially I'm thinking of my husband right now, <laughs> um, is not into anything mystical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, my husband's a pastor, Archie. So, and then he's very, uh, he's very, he, you know, he, he has some real concerns about the mystical movement and everything being so over spiritualized and to the point where it's, um, there's no order and there's no honor and, 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 and in how you approach the Lord and, you know, and reverence, right. And, right, right. and, and so tell me, how do you, when you say the mystic prayer, what do you mean by that? The mystic prayer is basically saying, um, I cannot just know God with my mind, with my feelings, with my uh, images. It's like experiencing also, him. Is that yeah, it? I, yeah, I, I can just experience God by just being with God, like, like Mary. Yeah. Mary doesn't say a lot of words. It's just sitting there listening. Yeah, it's like it's like so when I was first coming to my relationship with the Lord, I I had these images. I think it was him doing this, you know, for me is he would show me sitting in a field of daisies. He would give me this vision all the time, just sitting in a field of daisies and in all this green grass with these beautiful little white and yellow flowers all around me. And I would just sit there Uh and. It was like, what is this? Is this prayer? Is this, you know, visualization? Is this just relaxing? Did I eat some bad pizza? What? That is so so interesting. For me, it's he and I are on the beach. No one else is on the beach. Yeah. It's just me and I'm on the sand side and he's walking on the water, Hmm. inviting me to come walk with him. And right. it just washes over you, right? The image right. just kind of right. just just right. gives you like this peace, and and I, you know, there's nothing uh, crazy or you know out of order right. about having that kind of right. peace, right. you know. No, it's 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 experiential. You know, a lot of times we we were conditioned in our early, you know, on the American church about mostly very. System, systematic theology, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and very heavy on that, and, and the devotional literature that we have, but there's very little on, on the imaginative, experiential mm-hmm. type of devotional. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> and, you know, and it's, mystic has a bad name, you know. It if does. You demystify, yeah. If you demystify mystic, it's just like, you know, simple Mm-hmm. prayer of just be <laughs> yeah 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 you know, with, yeah and without really it's not a prayer of intercession of you know a praying for healing deliverance or praying for you anything know, specific petition. it's just a prayer of just be right yeah it's not yeah. intellectual it's not um it's not structured it's mm-hmm. not yeah 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 just be yeah it's right. like you said yeah it's, it's the yeah, being it's, prayer it, <laughs> yeah, i love that it's also a prayer, you know how Jesus said, "I no come, I no longer call you a servant, I call you a friend." Mm, that's good. It's almost like saying, "Yes, we were co-workers, but you're also my friend." Mm, yeah. So sit down, let's have a cup of coffee and just be. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's that's real good. That feels yeah. really like right now just as we're talking, it just feels um so comforting. Mhm. 
to know that you don't have to do anything. Nothing. And yeah, and you know, it's very simple. At, at the course of the day, the, uh, the the monastic prayer rhythm is they take pauses during the mm. day, at least five to seven pauses. And we can practice this, even though we're very much, you know, the Protestant work ethic that we do, 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 and we got to produce. <laughs> if, if we only pause at least three or four times a day for five minutes and just take, sit down and and listen to your breathing and thanking God, mm-hmm. or just, you know, and, and just listening to the Lord with one word, just saying, I love you, Jesus. If we pause throughout the day. It's like being a Mary Mm -hmm. and also a Martha in the course of the day. We oscillate back and forth. Mm, Yes, because you still have to, uh, you still have to earn your living and everything else. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, 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 I love that. We have to, we have to. Some of our best, uh, the, the Catholic is very known for their really rich tradition of social justice, but they know Contemplate, contem- contemplation mm-hmm. and action. Right. Yes. The contemplative and the active life. Dorothy Day, Thomas Merton, you know, and they are not just activists. They're, they're contemplative. Mm-hmm. Yes. At the same time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to come back. I actually want to give a shout out to uh, my best friend's mom. Uh, my kids call her Lola. Uh, and uh, her name is Virginia. And she, uh, you know, she is somebody who um, spends a great deal of time in prayer. And I remember reflecting on that as a younger person and going, that's just, what is she doing? She spent a lot of time doing the, there's so much stuff to do. Come on, let's get to, come on. And she's like, like Martha. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have, I've had the Martha issue real bad, (laughs) but, but, uh, you know, now in reflecting, I just think about, um, the peace in her home that I was always drawn to, Mm. um, and, and never knowing that God was calling me Mm. in the, in that place. So we'll come right back and we'll talk some more with Archie Honrado. And thank you for listening to abolition radio. We'll be back with more abolition radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to abolition radio where you are invited to join the fight. Against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Uh, we're in the studio today with Archie and Rado, and we are hearing about soul care and being prayers um, and um, just really moving to a place of self-care by just uh, just accepting ourselves and accepting God's love mm-hmm. in our time of prayer. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I, as, I, as we were talking during the break, we, we began to, to um, discuss this concept of mindfulness. And again, you know, I'm very careful because I think that um, some of these concepts, you know, like we talked about mysticism or myst- being, you know, mystic prayers or mindfulness, um, starts to potentially reach into different theologies, Buddhism and, um, uh, you know, uh, yoga, new age, Hinduism, um, Hinduism yeah. Yeah. and, um, you know, and, and just that we want to be careful about, the the intermixing of um you know who we're praying to and mm-hmm. why we're praying for that and but at the same time the reason why I I'm I'm calling this out is that 
there's some there's absolutely something physiologically powerful about taking deep breaths mm-hmm. and taking these five six times to do nothing during the day and sometimes i think that we can get so um spiritually minded that we no earthly know, good yeah that we're no earthly good it's like what, what why would god tell you not to take deep deep breaths mm-hmm. Um, just know who who's you are, you know, and realize that these were his first, yeah, before any of that other stuff, right? They were his first, and right. kept in that context, yeah, you know, reclaiming it for him and using it to to um, get that deeper relationship. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you deal with that a lot? Because of you know, I, I would imagine in speaking to to parachurches about soul care uh do you get people going hmm, a little skeptical wondering what it's about and 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 saying uh you know questioning oh yes i do get that a lot and so what i try to remind our our christian um faith and spirituality is mindfulness is ancient it's mm-hmm. it's been practiced by the early christians the desert father the early christians acts to christians and and it's it's basically um, saying that I'm allowing God, I'm consenting to the movement of God and the presence of God in me, mm-hmm. and that's mindfulness. And and it's Easter because it's from the East. Mm-hmm. The early Christian is from the East, and um, there, there's a paradox about this mindfulness that is different from all the other religions, the Hinduism, the Buddhism. The paradox is that the contemplative life is also very active life. So you might say, I'm not doing anything, but you're actually doing a lot. Mm -hmm. So an example of that is the centering prayer, which is taking one word and and meditating on that word, whether it's Jesus, for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And every thought that comes to your mind, you go back to that one word. And if you uh, compare that to, um, you know, Zen transcendental meditation, which is emptying of mind, and then there's nothing, nothingness. But in Christian meditation, it's not nothingness. It's being with Jesus Right. So it's doing nothing but doing big thing because you're allowing God to love you. Mm-hmm. So that's that paradox of contemplation, which has a connotation of doing nothing, but it is not. It's actually doing a deeper, restorative, caring, caring of your soul and just being with God. Because the chief end of our spirituality is union with God the marriage with Jesus. Jesus, the lover of our soul. Mm. So in this being prayer, this mystic prayer, it's all about being with Jesus. It's yeah. not about relaxation technique. It's not hypnotism. It's not, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it is about being with Jesus. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think it's just, and I wanted to call that out because there have been, you know, I was, I was just reading an article on, uh, uh, Christian Today, and it was it was a article from uh, that kind of paraphrases or uh, summarizes a couple of um, books that uh, Donald Bloch and e- Emil Brunner 
uh, wrote about the struggle of prayer and and really um, criticizing uh, wordless prayer. And these uh, scholars are going back and forth and talking about how wordless prayer is it biblical or is it not biblical. And I think what what I you know what I the conclusion that I'm coming to is. Um, prayers without words, right? And this is a comment that was made here. Prayers without words are um, a, a time where you're waiting for God's response. You're, you know, it's not. Um, it, it's not that you are um, mindlessly sitting there. You are waiting on the Lord to hear from Him, right. to yeah. receive His love, and. Um, and you know, you know the the proponents of or the the opponents of um, wordless prayer have said you know wherever there's prayer mentioned in the Bible, it is um, a conversation um, back and forth, uh, but uh, or or a plea from what you know from one of us to him, but uh, there's those times where we're just waiting, where we are where we are still. Be still and 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 know that I am God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, He that waits upon the Lord, right, will right. rise up we'll renew their and renew their strength, right, and ride on eagles' yeah. wings. You know, and and so as we, as we, I think you know, it doesn't specifically say during that time you are you are praying wordless prayers, but I can say for myself. As I am, you know, waiting on the Lord or I am being still, I am, I am looking up, (laughs) I am looking up Mm -hmm. and I am, I am being still before God. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wordless prayer is, you know, it's, it's not mystical in a sense. It's just saying that I will be quiet, Lord, and listen, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and a lot of times we we live in in our world that we have to always engage and negotiate and be using our words yes you know and so we we think to to connect with god we have to use words yes we don't always have to use words to connect right. with god right yeah you know we can just really let god love us mm. and and it's so ancient the the early monastic who's really started this wordless prayer it's it's not really wordless in in its strictest sense. It, they call it the monologistic prayer, mm. meaning one word. So there is a word. Mm-hmm. They just they say it wordless, meaning you, there's no. It's not discursive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. You know, you don't do a conversation per se, but it's just Jesus, and then you just really let God love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. You know, so it's very much a Christ, Christianity as Christianity is before the uh, before the advent before the American Christianity was formed. <laughs> yes, yes. You know? So, so um, oh, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And and it's very re- it's liberating for a lot of people because you know you just want to be with God and you don't have to be intellectual about it you don't have to know you don't have to come up with words you're just allowing consenting to the presence of god to the movement of god in your spirit yeah. in your heart it's being in his presence mm-hmm. Amen. and those per- and and then you use one word as a symbol of your consent as a symbol of saying come lord yes spirit of the living god fall afresh on me amen and we, we know that he will 
because of 301, and he's there. Right? He's there. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, so it's not mystical in the sense of like you're lost in some dark esoteric world with you don't know who you're with, you know? Right. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk about what a soul care retreat entails. Mm. Um, so, Benita, maybe you can um, pick it up from there. I yes, know that I that's something that you'd like to do. So maybe you can share with Archie a little bit about what we've done retreat-wise. And mm-hmm. what would it mean? What would it look like to do a soul care retreat? So we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. Thank you. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. And we have been speaking with Adrian Rado. And um, this has been so enriching. And I want to get back to, um, before we talk about uh, soul care retreats and, and spiritual care and prayer retreats, I want to get back to this topic that we... Um, or the, the subject matter that we had mentioned earlier regarding um, being um, Mary in a Mother world. And what does that statement mean? And how can you help us with that briefly, Archie? Yeah, Martha, in, in, a, in a spiritual sense, mean, meaning that you do Bible study, you do... Um, you, know, you, you do Church active. work. Yeah, you know, church work, and it's not just the exterior church work. You can be a Martha in your interior life, mm-hmm. in, in your soul, because, our, you know, our soul, we need to study the Bible, we need to, uh, to do praise, we need to, um, you know, to do intercession. That is a Martha type of prayer. And, and then the Mary type of prayer is just simply being, right. you know, and just waiting on the Lord, opening listening and consenting to the Holy Spirit so, so that we can hear the still small voice. Mm. So so, the, so Martha is both the exterior active, you know, doing things in church, in, you know, at home, in the community. But also you, Martha is also a contemplative. That's the paradox of that. Mm-hmm. What it means is you're you're doing things deeply and soulfully, hmm. so you do it contemplatively. That's why it, you know I, I like the the paradox of that you you do active things contemplatively, and you do co- contemplative things active. Hmm. That's good. That's good. So for those of us who are tend to be the Marthas, we can still ha- be Marys. As we sit before the Lord and wait on His direction and His leading, and act upon those those things that we feel He's calling us to do. Here's one practical example: If you have your devotional, you start by reading, and by reading the Word, it's like being a Martha. Right. And after you read, uh, like say five verses, and then you take time to be a Mary, you just mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then listen, what is the Lord speaking to you? Is right. there a word that that jumps out that you're being drawn to? And then once you pay attention to that word, you're, you're becoming Mary again. And then after you listen, so you go back and forth. You right. become a Mary by, by reading, mm-hmm. by working, 
meditating the word, chewing on it, that's being a Martha. Right, right. And, and then you come to a point where you just listen, like, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. And then that's being a Mary. That's really and good. Then, yeah, and then you just, and then you offer a prayer. And once you pray, you're both Martha and Mary. <laughs> if you respond to what God has spoken to you. Right. You and know, then that- after, you, after you respond, actually responding is kind of like a Martha. You're active again. Right. But then the, 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 at the closing time of your devotion, whether it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you just rest in the Lord and you become a Mary again to close your time. That is really interesting um, how you you put it that way, because I've never heard it put quite that way. You, typically, when we hear Mary and Martha preached, you know, it's typically um, one or the other, not I both, know. not both usually. Yeah. And, right. you know, one is pitted against the other as being the better example or the, the not so good example. Right. We, we right. very seldom do we hear, you know. Um, there, that it's okay to be both and to use the the processes of both to yes. to reach the Lord or to to follow after the Lord, right? Yes. So yes, it yes. Go ahead, go ahead. No, it's it's a process that the, the early Christians call it the lectio divina, the process of reading, meditating, praying, and contemplating all in one sitting. And we've, we as the Western Church have really taken that meditating part out. We've separated it. Exactly. Because it, you know, that is too far out there for us. Yeah. Because we're about that doing. Yeah. But because we're always about producing, you know, and showing something. Right. You know, something to show for. Wow. So is this something if, you um, you put on prayer retreats and uh, soul care retreats, right? Is this something that you would teach in that type of setting? We um, at Love Never Fails typically have an annual um, leadership and mentors. We call it an advance because we don't want to retreat. We want to advance to right. the kingdom, right? And uh, right. In, in the kingdom. And um, that is... One of my focuses this year um, to to teach on is more of that contemplative using uh, uh, becoming emotionally, spiritually healthy and right. um, using some of the tips by Peter Scarzero in, in his books. Is that something that you would do at your yes. as a spiritual uh, retreat or or soul care retreat? Yes, I, I do what we, we I call myself uh, a retreat guide. Okay. So I would facilitate prayer practices. Okay. Like, you know, um, yeah, I would do instruction and then you will experience, I'll let you do it, whether it's walking, journaling, mm-hmm. silence, That's solitude, great. praise, you know. Okay. So, yes, I, I do that um, with a group. I also do one-on-one through Skype, you know, okay. with spiritual direction. Okay. Uh, it's not counseling. It's not mentoring. Uh, it's uh, just listening. And it's not accountability. It's not accountability. Okay. It's like spiritual coaching in, in a way. Okay. It's spiritual direction is also a very old practice before the advent of modern psychology. Mm. So there's a little cross with... Um, Psychotherapy and counseling and inner healing. 
a little crossover, mm-hmm. but spiritual direction is more of an art than clinical um, therapy, if okay. you will. Okay. So, so uh, is yeah. this a is this a way that um, our listening audience could, for those interested, could touch base with you, or is this something that you would you open up that they could partake in, or have you come and teach them? Yeah, they can invite me to their church or um, their group, or they can um, um, contact me. Sorry for. Um, private individual session mm-hmm. and and just through archiehonrado at gmail.com and um, I'm also on Google Plus archiehonrado Google Plus or you can find me at Facebook at archiehonrado and that is archie A-R-C-H-I-E H-O-N-R-A-D-O Honrado correct yes yeah. at google.com and um, for our listening audience we will also put um, his contact information on our uh, Facebook page this week so that um, you would have that as a reference as well. So, Archie, we um, just thank you for the work that you do and um, offering this service to uh, parachurches and churches and individuals alike because, you know, that is our goal, right? To become closer and closer with the Lord and sometimes we need guides like yourselves to help us right. get there. Yeah. So we so yeah. appreciate you being with us today and sharing this gift to the body of Christ. Thank you so much. It's been really um, my prayer to um, to really uh, to see um, the church just be more in love with Christ. And, and sometimes the only thing we can do that is to simple, quiet, contemplative soul care prayers. That as is much so as, the, as much as the other prayers. Right. The, the contemplative prayers is not more important than the other ones. They're both equally important. But we just sometimes underline, oh, um, not ignore, but we just forget. Because it's so simple, it's so easy that we forget. Right, <laughs> right. Well, when we come back, yeah. we will uh, talk about some possible events where you may connect with Archie as well, and we'll be right back for another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. All right, we are on that down in now, coming to the end of our show. And um, once again, Archie, it has been our pleasure to have you on our show. And thank you so much for your time. And let the listening audience know once again how to reach you and if you have any events coming up. Yes, thank you again. Um, Yeah, uh, coming events in October, CCDA. um, We're teaching soul care, yeah. Yes. And um, the Youth Specialties National Conference in Memphis, that's also in October. But I'm also um, um, a freelance soul care retreat guide. So if your church wants to invite me, just call me and I'll be happy to be there. And then one of the things that we do in our church here is that I also teach um, children contemplative prayer practices. Training them early. 
Yes. Yeah, the great Italian educator Maria Montessori says silence has to be taught to uh, from pre-K all the way to grad school. So, um, you know, the children are little, you know, they're they're little mystics, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they have a capacity to be be just to be with the Lord, you know, in simple yes. prayer. So, yes. So once again, you can reach Archie if you're interested in any of those things that he has mentioned at Archie Honrado at gmail.com. And that's Archie, yes. A-R-C-H-I-E-H-O-N-R-A-D-O at gmail.com. And um, he will be, as he mentioned, a presenter at CCDA this year in October in Detroit, as well as yours truly will be um, co-presenting on a um, workshop on trafficking that same week in Detroit. So come on out and check us out. But on to some Love Never Fails events. Um, this on tonight, it's not too late. If you're interested in um, street outreach, it will be taking place in the Central Valley tonight. So uh, come on out and partake in it. Also, um, if you're interested in volunteering with us at Love Never Fails, you may contact Heidi at loveneverfailsus.com and get become a part of or get to go to her orientation that takes place every third Thursday of the month at our um, Hayward office at 22580 Grand Street, and that's in Hayward. Next month's outreach will be the third Saturday of July, and that will take place in the East Bay. So uh, contact outreach at, or excuse me, streets at loveneverfailsus.com. Come on down to Double Portion, our uh, store there, community store there to help our housing program. And that is at 22580 Grand Street, also in, in Hayward. And if you would like to be a part of Love Never Fails in helping us with all of our programs, whether Abolition Radio, the our houses, um, our mentoring, education, any of our programs, you can go to loveneverfailsus.com. And to donate toward our causes, you can go to loveneverfailsus.com slash million. And all we ask is for $1 a month, and you be one of a million ways to help us fight trafficking and share that experience with someone else who will also do the same. And we will get there. Together, we will get there. And we just thank Archie Honrado so much for being with us and being a part of us. Come join us. We love you all. And if you have not heard today, please know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. 
Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. And this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. You were in the neighborhoods we live in. You were in the ones we're passing by. You were in the ones we call our neighbors, and the ones who still sleep our eyes. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com